forever. Dog. When blood is shed, blood will call. This week on the podcast, Tracy Dion's Legendborn. Welcome to Teen Creeps, the podcast that discusses YA pulp fiction. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Katai. I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly Nugent. And we are back to a fantasy book. We are reading or read Legendborn by Tracy Dion. And thank you to Kate Kobala for sending us copies of the book so that we could talk about it. Yeah. It's one of Dude. our listeners. Okay. And you may know her name from us reading at the end of every episode. Yeah. Yeah. This name might sound familiar because she is a producer. Um, all right, you guys. Well, first, let me read the summary. Ready? Hit me. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me. Hit me. After her mother dies in an accident, 16-year-old Bree Matthews wants nothing to do with her family memories or childhood home. A residential program for bright high schoolers at UNC Chapel Hill seems like the perfect escape until Bree witnesses a magical attack her very first night on campus, a flying demon feeding on human energies, a secret society of so-called legend-born students that hunt the creatures down, and a mysterious teenage mage who calls himself a Merlin and who attempts and fails to wipe Bree's memory of everything she saw. The mage's failure unlocks Bree's own unique magic and a buried memory with a hidden connection. The night her mother died, another Merlin was at the hospital. Now that Bree knows that there's more to her mother's death than what's on the police report, she'll do whatever it takes to find out the truth, even if that means infiltrating the Legendborn as one of their initiates. She recruits Nick, a self-exiled Legendborn with his own grudge against the group, and their reluctant partnership pulls them deeper into the society's secrets and closer to each other. But when the Legendborn reveal themselves as the descendants of King Arthur's knights and explain that a magical war is coming, Bree has to decide how far she'll go for the truth and whether she should use her magic to take the society down or join the fight. I mean, that is obviously very much what the book is. <laughs> Except, okay, this, the reluctant partnership with Nick. No, no, no. Oh, well. No, no, no. Well, I mean, just at first. He's at like, first. get out of here. Don't be in our world. <laughs> get uh, out of here. Here are all the rules. Go. I don't want you to do this. Please right. don't do this. Uh, all of a sudden, I call you B out of nowhere and we're oh in God. love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys know. So there, of course, there's a love triangle in here. Gotta so, be. Selwyn is this like mysterious Merlin uh, bad boy. Bad boy. He has dark hair. He has amber eyes. He is very mean to her. So very of course, wants this to bitch, kill her. me, Callie Nugent, on board. I was like, <laughs> Sel, I like the fact that he literally wants to kill her. <laughs> I'm like, I was into it. I was like. Good, good, good. Every time he was like, you are shadow born. You are evil. I'm I'm spying on you. I was like, yes, spy on me, daddy. Okay, I was into it. I liked him. I was and like, of course. Meanwhile, I'm going like, board, board, board. Don't right. care. Don't care. Yeah, don't yeah, yeah. care. Go back to our Arthur. Right, which is Nick, who is like, I mean, here's the thing. I thought Nick was sexy too. I Nick does get full credit for being hot. Yeah, he is very hot. He's described hot. He is hot. Yeah. He's as hot as Cell. Just different flavors. Yes, different flavors. And obviously you have your preferred and I have my preferred. Yes. Where you have many times pointed out that I like creeps. <laughs> Look, I like creeps too. Different it's just ways. That I like I wasn't having Cell's right. 
just like bad, bad, bad instincts. Yeah, and bad energies. I was like, you could not be more wrong. You should be better at this. Why aren't you better at this? Because he's tricked by the institution, A, and B, a lifetime of being lied to. Although I was he's just say, projecting. His, he's he's projecting. projecting, but it's also like, now that I've criticized him, now I'm suddenly defending him. It's also, <laughs> he's been lied to about his own nature. And about like, Yes, A, his own nature. And so he doesn't really trust himself and Mm -hmm. therefore he doesn't trust her. So yes, it is very much projecting. And okay, there were... So so this book does some really cool stuff with tropes, like the chosen one trope, kind of like you think you know what's going to happen and you do not. You think you know, but you don't know. Right. Like the that reveal, I think... I think the ending of this book really fucking bumps it up a level in the yeah, genre it really ruled it really ruled it was cool it did i was like kicking ass yeah taking names yeah i was like yes this is what i was waiting for did i need as much goblet of fire secret society mm. stuff no but that's because i am not the audience right i'm not the audience Right. This I am is more for the, the Goblet audience. of Fire audience. Yes. I, I like do want the, this to be Goblet of Fire. Yeah, I did like the Secret Society-ish stuff in that it was more time for her to like be pretty in front of Cell <laughs> and for Cell to be like like Cell to be like, Oh, you look amazing. Okay, I'm sorry, but the moment okay, 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 okay. The moment <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, she, but when when they're at the Goblet of Fire place. <laughs> And they're when they're doing Goblet of Fire. Uh-huh. And she's like, she like just instinctively is like, ugh, your cologne. Or she says, your magic smells better than your cologne. And he's like, you can smell my magic. And the look on his face, like the fact that he's always looking at her with awe and intrigue, like, wow, you're so powerful. Like, I was like shook. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I could not Kelly get catnip. Enough. Yeah. Kelly I was like, catnip. wow. Or like just like him. So at first he's like, he can do like mesmer stuff. So like he can. I was fucking cracking up. And I do think I understand why, but it was still making me laugh (laughs) that she never says mesmerize. She only ever says mesmers. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I guess because like that is their specific term. Yeah. But the word is right there. Yeah, it that's is. That's right what there. that word is for. Mesmerize right. is what that is. But I think it's <laughs> like the name of it? the spell or something to that's mesmer someone. That's what I'm someone. saying. Is it's yeah. like I do think I understand why. It is but just it, funny. It though. cracks me up nonetheless that we just keep saying he mesmered me. Right, he mesmered me <laughs> instead of mesmerized me. Also, okay, I did like, and here's the thing too, where it's like, <laughs> look, where you're I feel- a predictable. Uh, predictable devotee of the creep yes okay so (laughs) like well so so this is the other part that i was like kind of laughing because like if i were brie i also like would not give a shit about a school b like it's so fucking funny that she has to go through school it's so funny that she has to go to school don't need it don't need it also it's like this takes place over two weeks (laughs) i couldn't believe it felt like years but like years years 
And then also like her best friend who goes to school with her. Poor Alice. Okay, I was like, Alice, <laughs> I feel bad for you, but like also if I were Brie, I would be like, I don't have time for you. Absolutely. Because I like there I have so like you would not believe yeah. the amount of mashed potatoes sitting on my plate right now. Yes, yes. Like I am literally in the middle of a magical love triangle and I'm like <laughs> trying to be in a goblet of fire. And I and, refuse like, to fucking recognize that it's part of a love triangle. That's no. where the trope loses me. You, oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely I mean, fucking loses me is the amount of time she spends denying that she's attracted to him. I was like, to no, sell? stop. Oh my God, Please girl. I was stop. like... Because like... This is so, 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 so a part of the we hate each other, but like are attracted to each other trope. Yeah. Is the, and it's so, I'm not sure I can find the words to explain what I mean, but like the number of times she says something like, wow, I had never heard this tone in Cell's voice before. Or like, <laughs> wow, I've really never seen Cell be out of control like this. Or like, wow, there was something to Cell that was like, <sighs> Of course he would do this because he's sell. And I was like, you've known him for three days. Also, I you've known I him love... for three days. So if you're thinking things like <laughs> so totally him or like that's not like him at all. It means that you're fucking obsessed with him. It means you're obsessed with him, girl. And that that also reminds me of like when we were reading Cruel Prince and June is like, <laughs> yes. I don't know why Cardin hates me so much. I found this paper that he wrote my name over and over and over again. Like, it's like that where you're like, hello, Brie. Brie? Stop. Bri, Bri, Bri. Like, girl. Use your brain. We know look, you've got one and it's a big one. Yes. We know that you're very smart and you're very capable, except for some reason about Cell, where you're like, he just hates me so much. He's staring at me with as if he wants to devour me and he hates me. I'm like, <laughs> no, he's like so. Wow. Uh, he just like wants me dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Oh, but also, then also, it never really gets. It never is defined as like, no, Sal was into her the whole time, which is different. It right. is like he, he truly he thought she her. was shadow born no. and thought that she was a threat to Nick. And I did love, I fucking loved, loved, loved. Because it was so obviously true, and I love that Tracy Dion went for it. Oh, yes. Cell grew up with a giant crush on Nick. Because who fucking wouldn't? Who wouldn't? It was, also, it was so clear with how obsessed yeah. he was with Nick. Yeah. And, and I was the like, complicated feelings that he was having about Nick, too, where it was mm -hmm. like, then it was this resentment, and like... So it's like they grew up as brothers, but he was, he was, he was like a servant brother. Yeah. Servant Very brother. complicated. <laughs> servant brother is one of the really, servant brothers. It's a really big um, uh, Pornhub uh, <laughs> category. <laughs> is it really? I no, believe. It. I don't know. I just made because, that up. Because like, if it's that thing where it's like the art brothers, but they like grew up together, right, 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 right. and Raised one was the servant boy, but they yeah. were like blah blah blah, and he was like sort of treated as a son, but like not really you know treated as is? a son. You he know what was, this like, is though? Subservient. It is fucking Thor slash Loki fanfic. That's what that probably is. Hondo. Yeah. Percent. That's what that is. That's yeah. what that is. Where it's like golden boy and then like creepy, uh, greasy creep. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And like that, oh, and that scene where he is not wearing a shirt and she's like, Ugh, he needs to put some clothes on. And then he puts a shirt on and she's like, barely better. Yeah. She's like, maybe worse. It clings to his form. I was like, 
And that's the other thing. Like I do, I I am trash and I like, <laughs> like one of the fanfic tropes that I like, which is like highly problematic and I crucify me for it. Do it. I don't care. Drag Kelly. Please tell me that I'm canceled. I don't care. Which is <laughs> enemies to lovers. Like I love oh, that. I love that shit too. Okay. But everyone's like, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. And I'm like, right, right. But that's why it's fanfic and not real life. I don't want my actual enemy to like hate fuck me. Like I don't <laughs> want that. But like. like also, I don't have any. I don't Who have enemies. actually has enemies? You know what it is? Come People on. think I'm their enemy, but I don't think about them. That's what mm, it is. That's, is, that's the case with my enemies. <laughs> My I are- think about them. They do not think about me or like are <laughs> barely aware of me. But it, it's not like a real, not like this. It's not like an enemies to lovers. Like who actually has right. any kind of life situation where that would happen? So like, why are you mad? I truly have. And, and this is the other thing. It's not abuser to lover. No, 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 no. And enemy. it's not. So enemy. And that it's would also. Like for rival. Some, for something to be an enemy to lover too, I feel like you have to be in a situation where you're frequently in interaction with your enemy yeah and like i am not really in interaction with an enemy very often just like through nature i think of our careers and stuff right because like we're not Mm -hmm. in an office we're not in school it's not like you're often set up to be around interacting yeah Yeah, around someone that would be your enemy now i Oh, I am actually just realizing that I did have a work situation. I will not name which one it was where I was in contact with an enemy. And people totally I- have work enemies. Right. The idea of an enemies to lover situation for that is literally making me want to hurl. Because <laughs> I think you know who it is. Um. Yes, I do. Do you now understand why said, I, I think I know who it is? I want to yeah. hurl. Yes. Yeah. So, that's see, not- that's the thing. Fanfic, not real life. Exactly. There- Enemies to lovers only exists in fiction. So, like, why are you even mad, people? That, so, anyway, I am yeah. I'm pre-uncanceling you. I cast... You. I cast... <laughs> You're mesmering a, the world. <laughs> I, I mesmer the world to, like, forget that that's even something people have a problem with because that's stupid. Thank you. I won't hear of it. I'm making comparisons to fanfic in the best way because it's the type of thing that I like in a fanfic. So I don't mean for this to be an insult. Well, also on the back of the book, Tracy Dion's uh, author blurb, mm-hmm. um, it says Trace, the very first sentence, Tracy Dion is a writer and second generation fangirl. Oh, great. Love so it. I feel like she she also grew up loving these things. Yeah. She is one of us. Yeah. We are family. We are great. brethren. Great. Everybody's on the same page. That's how I feel. Right. So <laughs> feel I feel free to tweet at us and tell me I'm an asshole. But right. But like, so the the thing with like her and Cell. So it's kind of like I just I I was like not having it only in the sense of like it was having to do that YA thing where it's like super telegraphing to the reader. Yeah. The subtext it was right. make it it was so often made subtext text. So the, can I explain to you wh- what certain fanfic does that gets away f- from that, like that gets around it? But you can't really do yeah. that in this book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in certain fanfic, what they do, and I think it can pretty much only happen because it's fanfic, and it, it wouldn't work in this book because we really can't be in anyone's head other than Breeze mm-hmm. um, for all of the twists and turns to really work but mm-hmm. so usually 
in fanfic. Uh, I predict we, what you're going to say. Yeah, we bounce yeah. back and forth between people's right. heads. Right. So we'll see, right, that like, you know, so-and-so's like jaw tightened as he like looked at the other person, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but then it's not like, I didn't understand what that meant, right? Yeah. That's the step where I'm like, yeah. I think we can cut out that final step. Yes. I am, ha- I mean, please, a jaw tightening or a hand Ooh, clenching hand or clench. unclenching, mm. please, I... That's all I want. I don't want sex. I don't even care about kissing. I want a clenched fucking I love a clenched fucking jaw. What I don't... Yeah. The step I think we can skip is, why was he clenching his jaw in this manner? Right, exactly. Exactly. We, like... It's like like message received. Message received. Or what if it's like... Because it could be this too, right? Like, not why is he clenching his jaw, but like, he clenched his jaw and for some reason, heat pooled in her stomach. And she like pushed the thought away. Yes. Okay? It's the okay. for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It's not the why, why, why is his jaw clenching? She knows she doesn't want to think about it because he's her yeah. enemy. And she doesn't want to think about the fact that she likes that his jaw is clenching. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think it would be a cleaner read. And as with literally everything I say on here. Mm. I am being brazen and cocky as to give notes. Mm, absolutely. Disregard everything I say. Mm-hmm. But that's what this podcast is, is me talking about what I think about books. So I think it would be a cleaner read if it was just like his jaw clenched and it sent a like pool of heat to my stomach. Right. Done. His jaw clenched and, Instead I, of like, and I felt like I was For falling. some reason. Yeah. Yeah, we all yeah, know right? the reason, Brie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so his jaw clenched and I felt myself falling. I pushed away the thought and we move on. Because if, if you want to have that- perfect sentence. If you want to have that, because, no, here's what I actually love that Tracy John does in this book that I feel like a lot of um, we hate uh, enemies to lovers does or doesn't do. So a lot of enemies to lovers, it's like a weird, like the person- our POV person mm-hmm. like isn't real like they are saying that the other person's attractive but they're not accounting for how they're thinking about them being attractive we're here Brie like for example the moment when she was like whoa okay his shirt is off and I like I, I don't I need to look elsewhere <laughs> yeah like that thing where we we know she is fucking affected by how hot this guy is yes she's and been like affected that. by it I, I like, like that too. That. I like it's that. It's like, but it, it keeps dancing back and forth. So it'll do that like very upfront acknowledgement of like, oh shit, he is like half naked and it is mm. very hot and okay. I need to like look elsewhere. Yeah. Oh, post shower, his hair was still wet. I was like, girl, yes. get, you got to get out. And it's like dripping <laughs> down. Like, <laughs> come on. I was leave, like, girl, you got to get out. Of leave, leave, <laughs> leave. Just leave. take a Danger, la- danger, take a lap, danger, take a lap. danger. Like take a cold shower, get wet yourself. <laughs> Uh, but not in that way. <laughs> but uh, that's already <laughs> but, done. That's yeah. already done. Already done. Mm. Um, it's the it's the like there were many many interjections of the for some reason. Yes, yes, yes. And so it's like I, I absolutely every time, and I think it does it. It's much more honest. The character is much more honest with themselves in Legendborn than. Almost any other book that's doing this trope, yes. like cru- like like you said, Cruel Prince, where she's like, "Wow, he must really fucking despise me to write my name over and over again." Like we're married, um, <laughs> like yeah, wow, 
incredible how much he wants me dead uh, is to like get a tattoo of my name on his dick. Wild. Here's what I will say though. (laughs) At least in Cruel Prince, she kisses him, and that was really hot. Because in this, I was like, why don't we get a kiss? Oh my god, she does love. Nick, she loves Nick. And Nick she loves, loves Nick. her. And Cell is, when you get down to it, Cell is respectful. He is respectful. He is respectful. He is respectful. And he, so credit he, to Cell. Credit to Cell. He is very respectful. And I mean, and it's so complicated for him in his mind and heart because mm-hmm. he, he, okay. Oh my God. Also, okay. Okay. I mean, this is going to get into the twist. <laughs> and also, mm-hmm. and wow. And okay. And all right. And wow. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. So, the twist let's get into so she basically she kind of like what we were reading from the uh, back of the book so she meets this like group of like secret society people they're all fucking white and they're all like we are some of us basically are descendants of like the souls of um the knights at the round table basically Mm -hmm. and like we have done a like very fucked up they are literally the descendants as well yes um, and they're like, we've, our ancestors did this fucked up blood sacrifice where basically like, um, if we are called and awakened by the souls that are in us and called because, uh, of the need presented by the sh- shadow born demons, that's what they call demons, right. shadow born danger. So right. they're not just called for no reason. It's because like a war is ramping up and it's this anyway, big, continue. it's going to be a big war called Camlin and it's like gonna be like like, apocalyptic so so she oh so basically if they get awakened they are filled with like the power of the original beings um but that trade is that they burn out too quick and they die by like 35 Mm -hmm. so it's kind of seen as we learn from other magic circles that that is like fucked up magic like we don't do that kind of magic because energy has to come from somewhere loved when Patricia or somebody went that's colonizer magic I loved that I love that and I mean it was true because yes so we learn also that uh that Brie has this kind of magic and at first you're like well why why and then maybe it isn't colonizer magic but it still is Mm -hmm. because but it isn't it is but it isn't because she has her own magic from her mom like separately like from her the matrilineal well, it's, line it it's that yeah well it's it's that her mother already had root magic yes or i mean her um ancestor the original yes. ancestor vera already had root magic within her and then performed a blood oath thing oath yeah like, that's what it is or no it's root like a work blood- and blood oath Anyway, she performs blood magic in order to protect herself from her um, slave master slash rapist slash rapist who's chasing her because he raped her and now she's pregnant with his son and he wants to kill her. Yes. And she does that to protect herself and her descendants. So now there's two types of magic living within her because she she calls upon she's like someone please like. I need to protect my daughter. I need to. I need to. I need to. Uh, and some like voice is like, you will make the trade or whatever. And she's like, sure. And, and she they doesn't- say like, only one daughter will have the magic at a time. Right. Or one daughter at a time. 
And she's like, fine, 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 whatever, whatever. Because she's so desperate. She's literally like in the process of running. And it turns out that that is fucking the spirit of, I'm going to give it away. Go for it. Arthur. And because, that, well, she is a descendant. Like the man who raped her is a descendant of King Arthur. Yes. And the reason he wanted to kill her is because he knew that then his child was going to be the, a mixed-raced heir. heir. Yeah. And he didn't want that because he racist. And he and his wife can't conceive their own child. Or they haven't yet. Or they haven't yet. And then his wife does get pregnant because, and he may or may not have known because she was having an affair with, get this, the descendant of Lancelot. Yep. And then we follow those lines down, 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 down. Which I was uh, very relieved by because it means that Brie and Nick are not related. I'm not related. <laughs> I know. I was like. Because at first I was, I was like, like, wait, 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 wait. No. But then don't worry. There was an affair. Mm-hmm. So that means Nick is Lancelot. Not, yeah. Not the descendant of King Arthur. Not King Arthur's scion. Yes. Scion. That's the word. And then she doesn't even know, but she is fucking Arthur. So, and by fucking not, I don't mean not no sexual <laughs> relations. She no. herself is Arthur. Is Arthur because she's the true heir. And then that, and then that fucking kicked ass. And I love that it was never anyone in that line. Yep, that it was never anyone in like Nick's fucked up dad. Not mm-hmm. any of that. They were never going to be Arthur. Because Nick's dad is the one who's trying to start the War of Camlin. Cam- Camlon? Cam- I think. Camlon. I don't know. Camlon, don't know. Camlon, whatever. Camlon. Um, which is their apocalyptic war where, like, when that, if, if they have to call on Arthur's spirit, that means shit has gotten so bad that it is an apocalypse war. And Nick's dad... Martin Davis, I think, is trying to bring this about because he wants to call on the power of Arthur because he thinks that things within their secret fucked up society have gotten topsy-turvy. Like they have vassals who are supposed to be in service to them, just like human vassals not descended from the Knights of the Round Table. That shit, I was like, get out. And they've made them like, they've like given them like basically the keys to society to support the secret society um like larger society to support the secret society so they're like ceos they've been presidents they all have these leadership positions in society these fucked up leadership positions that are it's like basically a parallel to inherited generational wealth yeah nepotism and inherited Mm -hmm. and he thinks that the vassals things have gotten turned upside down and the vassals have all the power and they don't and they're being relegated and he wants to return to an age where they are serving the society and so he thinks that if he does this, then Nick will become Arthur and his family will rule. Guess what, bitch? You're Lancelot. Well, and also he wants that glory, right? Because mm-hmm. that flashback showed that he tried to release Camlin, to start Camlin when he mm-hmm. was the scion and it didn't fucking work. And so he's like, oh, what a waste, right? To like be a mm-hmm. scion and not be awakened. And then when his son has the chance he's like well this my my legacy it needs to happen mm-hmm. and so he that just was wants all to fucked. be near glory and he frames so oh my god so if you are a descendant of arthur you obviously are their king and the king gets a merlin aka king's mage 
And Merlins are, we discover, half demons. Shadowborn. Shadowborn. And um, Martin Davis, Nick's dad, frames Cell's mother for having let the demons out, which I was very sad by. As soon as we started, as soon as we started finding out the truth about Cell and about Bree's mom and getting more mm-hmm. root craft, I was like, this book just like really fucking took it up a notch. Yeah. I was loving it. The when Cell first A finds out that his mom, which is this this first part is a lie, that his mom is the one that tried to open the gates. The gates. I was like, oh no. And so he's like, I'm doomed. Like I yeah. And all the Merlins throughout history have been fed this lie that because they are shadow born, like eventually their demon selves will become more powerful than their human selves and they will have to be like, um, like imprisoned or quarantined or something. Um, And so he just thinks that he's doomed to be, to like lose himself in that. Also, it's so funny. You just know that's a fucking lie to keep them under their thumb. Like, it's heavily implied at the end, and you know that it yeah, is Yeah, for true. sure. Because they're, like, so fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. And also, I loved how he was like, you're a Shadowborn. Disgusting, disgusting Shadowborn. And then you find out that he's a Shadowborn, and he knows. And she's like, yeah, okay, you are. And he's like, yeah, oh, it's, it's different. Why do you think I'm so fucking disgusting? Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> I fucking I know, and he's like myself. standing there, fucking ripped, dripping hair. <laughs> like, looking he's amazing. Like, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> But then when they find out that she was, this part was so fucked. When we find out that Cell's mom was Ugh. A, framed, and then B, like, impregnated, like, by. Like, who, who, who? Uh, yes, How did I was this like, happen? This is so fucked. So she was like, raped? What the fuck? Yes. How do they breed that? Like, like forcibly she impregnated. Was raped. Yes. Ah. To then. And she was Cell. And she was Bree's mom's friend in college. Yes. Yeah. And it's her who broke the news that Bree's mom was truly just like accidentally hit, yeah. accidentally died in a car accident because like that was her fate is to die young and the power be passed on to Bree because that's the deal that got made. And yes. Bree's mom knew that, but Bree didn't and was sure that like the um, the King Arthur Society had something to do with it. Oh, my God. And then the moments. Okay. I actually really love the moment when they were both finding out really sad things about their moms, her and mm-hmm. Cell. And she, like, gives him the bound or, like, he, like, puts up a boundary and she respects it. Like, where yeah. she, she's she like, recognizes do I, it. Yeah, she's like, I do that all the time. Yeah. And I really loved all the exploration of grief and trauma in the book. Oh, God. And, like, gen- like generational trauma. Yes. And, like, okay, I loved the moment. I mean- I'm really sad that this feeling exists, but I did love the moment of when she looks at this wall of like the, all the names of all of the ancestors oh, yeah. or whatever. And she's so angry and she's like, I don't have that. Like, I don't know my family history like this yeah, because this was, of enslavement. And this was, this was something I'll never have because this was stolen from my people. Yeah. Like that was like, so I don't know. That was like, it was really like, beautiful and sad and hit hard and was like mm-hmm. really poignant and because like <laughs> that show finding your roots <laughs> <laughs> i have not watched it's, it okay so it's a show on pbs it's hosted by um henry lewis gates jr mm. and 
it's just an ancestry show where the show itself delves into the um the uh history of a famous person like i think it's like three two or three famous people every Mm. episode Mm. and whenever it's a black person it's like and then the trail went cold in 1890 like because of slavery jesus there was no paperwork like on a couple of people they were then able they were able to trace it back more ah but it like just so often the trail just goes cold and they sort of have to like go and we can imagine that their life would have been like this because there's no fucking historical record of that person in particular yeah it's very very sad so i like i was just thinking of that i was like oh it's like finding your yeah 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 um it, 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 I, I felt like this book felt so like it just this as I was reading it, I was like and, and then having read the um, the afterword or whatever by the author, which is kind of like it felt like all that stuff on grief and like like the PTSD of grief and mm-hmm. and all of that. It felt so lived in like it felt very like oh, it this was person's very, writing from experience. Yeah. I was going to say I was like very clear that that this was a direct direct experience that the author knows very well yes yeah um and oh my god the stuff with her dad was so sweet like when he came out and visited her and gave her the the bracelet or whatever mm-hmm. um okay wait let's talk about nick for a second because mm-hmm. i feel like we gave so much time to sell we should give some time to nick it's true it always is the bad boy who gets all the attention it's because they're so sexy because <laughs> they're but so nick is also yeah nick is also very sexy and complicated as well that's true um, Nick is a really good guy. He's really good, and he doesn't lance a lot. And that was the thing that I loved too, where it was like, oh, that's why we felt so connected right away because like our souls knew each other. Which I know sounds so cheesy, but the way it's done in this is not cheesy. And I liked that she kind of thought about it. She's like, that's not really fair. That it, it's almost like, how real is our connection? And yeah. then she's like, I don't care. I love him. And that's all that matters. I know. (laughs) I know. And like when he like he does really fucking care for her. Like he although when he names her as his what is it? Scion. Or uh um sorry, Squire. Squire. I was like, oh damn, okay, this man is doing what he wants to do. Because earlier she was like, we're agreeing. I'm not, I'm leaving after this. And he's like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. yep, 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 yep. <laughs> but he also, he does keep saying, he's like, but I'd really just like, uh, I'd really like you to stay. But she's yeah, like, you're I leaving, can't. But, I, but I, I'd like to pick you. I'd rather it be you. I want to pick you. And she's like, mm-hmm, no. And also, here's the other thing that I love, okay, is that he, A, does see that there's like very intense chemistry between Cell and Brie. And he is like disturbed and upset by it but he's never like a piece of shit to breathe he's never about territorial it. right he's just like he's like what the fuck like you were doing all this like searching around with him and like he like sees because he it sees makes how hot cell is it makes him sad but he doesn't yes. lash out about it which i loved so it's not that he it's like he recognizes that it isn't about him which is yeah. so important and why like Riley on Buffy the Vampire Slayer fucking sucks. Because Riley is just so self-centered. He's just always making it about him. But but Nick doesn't make it about him. He just still feels like sad that he wasn't the one to help her find this out. Yeah. And of course he like, 
you you can tell when people have chemistry, right? So he sees it, but he's not like, oh, I have to destroy Cell. Like he's like, I have other shit to worry about because I am the fucking scion of Arthur, or so I believe, and mm-hmm. I have to like deal with all this shit. But I'm and also I don't want to protect- be. Yeah, he doesn't want to be, and he just wants to protect Bree. But she's like kind of forcing him back into this world this world because he is trying to just help her find out what happened to her mom like it to help Bree which I was, I, I really oh. liked the moment when she was like wow that was pretty selfish of me yeah <laughs> I never even for a second questioned what this was going to do to him yes when she finds out that he is like if he gets awakened by Arthur like we'll definitely die at 35 and like we'll maybe die in a war and she's like, oh, fuck. Okay. He just blindly went along with everything that I said because I was just, all I could think about was my grief and my anger. And I didn't. And he agreed to help me. And I never once thought about what that would do to him. No, she was just like, great. Thank you. Good. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So I liked, I liked all this stuff exploring how like grief is so traumatic, but it also makes you pretty selfish. Yeah. Because like does. you only have room in your brain for your own shit mm-hmm. um, i really liked um i like like nick does want to destroy cell but it's only when he when cell is trying to kill brie oh yeah because it's not because yeah. of like their chemistry well because that was before yeah yeah so like at first he's like i need to fucking stop cell because like he's trying to murder you mm-hmm. uh but then when he's like, ha- like the, the moment when he discovers them coming out of the house together, like he doesn't want to kill Cell at that point. He's just like, okay, huh. <laughs> he's just very confused. He's like, wow, okay. Because she's like, there w- it was an accident. And he's like, what was an accident? I know. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, wait, did Cell hurt you? And she's like, no, my mom, it really was just an accident. And she like, and he's like, what? I know. And then he's like comforting her. Like to me, I was like, oh, that was. I don't know. He's just really good. He's, he's really just a good. Really genuinely good guy. Yeah. He's I'm really sorry, good. Sorry, but the good boys don't get enough love. And that's why I love them. <laughs> it's like how Arthur in um the Camelot books by Kirsten White, he like he was like staying away from Guinevere because of consent issues. Because he knew there was a spell. Whereas Mordred, I was like. Mm, he wants her to be so powerful <laughs> and granted like the consent issues were not even something Mordred had to deal with because this bill no. had nothing to do with him so like that's why no. he gets to be all like sexy yeah he's like I don't have to worry about your spells <laughs> I'm a magic man <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's sexy a mm. consent mm, absolutely <laughs> but um, also like a flirting with yeah, bad boys major flirting with bad boys is very sexy um, and I also loved, okay, this was the other part, and we were I was texting you about this, which this is a little bit tropey, but in a way that I fully fucking love, which is like, <laughs> and this always happens with love triangles, and it's usually with like the handsome good guy does this so that way the protagonist has to spend time with uh-huh. the sexy bad boy, where he's like, um, go do like some task or whatever. And uh, you're paired up with this guy like and it's like out of all people you're paired up with like the sexy bad boy. And then so now we have to like spend time with him. So like that was happening a lot or like, 
okay, when he's like, I'll help train you. I was like, so sad that we faded to black on that. I was like, no. That was bullshit. I'm sorry, Tracy Dion, but yeah. we needed that scene where Cell mm-hmm. was fucking trained. Like, you're really yeah. gonna like make me sit through the like Goblet of Fire yes. trials where she's fighting Hell Beast and you're not giving me the scene where Cell is fucking training Brie. How dare you? I know. But then we did get the scene where everyone gets a partner and she doesn't have one and he's like, I guess I'll be your partner. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, I mean, I'm glad. I'm so glad. But it's also because he was like trying to get, no, arrange he, for her death. He was trying to arrange for her death, except okay. uncool. Not Let's cool. Just say it's uncool. So then they go into those tunnels and he's like pressed up against her and he's like, shh. shh. I was like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, stay in that tunnel. <laughs> yes, tunnel daddy. <laughs> tunnel me daddy. <laughs> I feel like tunneling is maybe sick. disgusting. I don't know what that it is. That sounds sick. It sounds like someone crawling through your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> yes, make me a second vagina. <laughs> disgusting. Uh, very disgusting. Um, but I did like that scene. Um, of course and you did. Of course I did. I'm trash. <laughs> I'm trash. I'm only human girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then the... Oh, I also thought... It was really good um, seeding of one of the minor twists that happens. So when she and Cell are like tromping around (laughs) trying to hide from these like evil fox things, she like makes fun of him for having demon feet because meaning that he doesn't make a sound when he walks. Mm -hmm. And that's a sign that someone is a demon. And that's just like, you know, kept in our hearts and minds. And then at the end, when like basically <laughs> Nick's dad has gone full on, like we're going to do the end of the world. I've opened another door. It's going to happen. My my son is going to get awakened for, as Arthur. It's going to happen, happen, happen. She, and I loved this too. She tells like the other Goblet of Fire people like, okay, like Nick's dad has lost it. And like, we need to protect our world as we know it. And they're just like, great like I liked that no one didn't believe her I well, I liked that she did the quick thing that was like plenty of explanation for me so that we don't waste like a ton of very yes. pointless time of Brie trying to convince them which is that just before Tor I think came back Sal was like it's Nick's daddy's opening the gates and she's like huh and he's like go and then she gets to the house and Bree's like, guess what? It's Nick's dad. And she's like, well, that's to the house. Yeah. And yeah. Bree's like, guess what? It's so Nick's then it was dad. like, and she's like, we well, don't waste any time with fucking sucks in a second. Dude. Yeah, she oh, does. Oh, tour. Yeah, she does. She like lets her like white supremacy flag fly. Ooh, oof. Yeah. Calls, yeah. calls Bree being the descendant of Arthur an accident. Yeah, that was not and good. She's like, um, it was not an accident when that man raped my ancestor. Yeah. That was no accident that he enjoyed owning her body and doing whatever he wanted with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Brie. Tell her. What a bitch. I know. And then, so then they're all like, okay, we have to like try and stop this. And so they all go into these tunnels to go towards uh, the like gate to try and like close it. And one guy just gets like got by like a flying demon or whatever. And they're like, oh, holy fuck. Who is it that dies? It, I mean, a lot of like the fun They become total die. cannon fodder. Yeah. The yeah, other Goblet of Fire contestants. Yes. Which I'm sorry that I, but that's, that's like very much the vibe of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. So they fucking die. 
the other then, uh, scions. No. Yes. Squires. Uh, no. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, squires. Well, it's squires and you? scions because some of them yeah, are I scions. Think, yeah. Well, because Evan. Yes. Who died and got fucking changelinged. Yeah. Well, no. Evan has been changelinged the entire time. I didn't mm-hmm. realize that. Yeah. So that. So basically, she's like. Everyone gets picked off except for her and Evan. And she's leading the way because Evan doesn't know how to get to the gate. And then she like realizes I can't hear his footsteps. And she's like, oh, shit. And I like that moment. Where she's like, be normal, be normal, be yeah. normal. <laughs> she's like, ah. he's like, why? Why do you? Why would you stop? Why would you flinch for me? And she's like, I don't know. I guess I'm just nervous. What with everything going on. <laughs> I know. And then she's like, I'm just going to start running. <laughs> God, I just feel like running. So she's like running. And then he's running behind her. And then, of course, he's like, you bitch, I'm a demon. Mm-hmm. So he's been a demon this whole time. Poor Evan. Poor Evan. He played the banjo. <laughs> I know. He's like, do you know how hard it was to fucking learn how to play the that banjo? That was very funny. <laughs> Which is true. The banjo is hard. Really hard. But this fucking demon had to learn how to play the banjo so that he can impersonate this frat boy. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> great. Mm-hmm. And then they get into this final battle. Uh, everyone's fighting. And she's kind of like, well, I don't know what the fuck to do. And then they hear this loud fucking voice. Of Arthur's, which is like, kneel before me, or some shit like that. Or it's like, and I am here, and the end of time is nigh, or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's wild. And so you're like, oh, Nick's being awakened. Because it's been this whole scene of like, she could see that Nick was trying so hard to resist the call and like not bring about Camlin. Yeah. Camlin. And, but then he reached for the sword, and it's like, new chapter. Oh, yeah. And then he couldn't pull Excalibur out. That's what it was. And you're like, wait, what? And even then, I was so stupid. I was like. Me too. I still I didn't like, know what was going on. Yeah. I was just like, why can't he do it? Who, why no pull not- sword out of yeah. stone? Uh, and then. Uh, I'm baby. Yeah. And then she walks over and is like drawn to it and pulls it out. And then she starts like speaking like Arthur. And I was like, what? I will say at that point, I did know. Well, I was like, oh, she's Arthur, but I didn't understand, like, (laughs) how. Like, I, obviously, because, like, we don't get the backstory yet. So I was like, she's Arthur, but wait, what? No, I think we did have the backstory. What? I did? I was that stupid? Yes, Kelly, you were that stupid. Oh, my God. I think. I don't know. No, we didn't. No, 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 because she, when she pulls it out, she has that experience with her uh, grandmother. uh, Realized that somebody in her line had to have been right, 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 right. But I, but I realized it like a second before you, right? Um, but you're right, it's not until she grabs Excalibur that Vera shows up because it turns out Brie is also a medium, yeah. So, like, she inherited her medium craft because that medium was in her ancestral line. She, the way it manifested for her was as a medium, yes, and she has the blood oath of. Arthur in her line. Yes. Yes. She has three things. Yeah. So she. Oh, yeah. And so Vera shows up in her brain because she's a medium. That's why. Yeah. And then she's like, this is what happened. And this is, she learns exactly what occurred. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, holy shit. And also, she's trying to fight him back. But because she's a medium, he can kind of like possess her body, which Which can't happen to the others. 
No. There is. <laughs> the other series. And it's like not great that he's doing it too because he's kind of an asshole. No, he kind of sucks. Yeah, he's like, kneel he, before like, me. Yeah, after he defeats them, he insists that all of the scions kneel to him as their king. And, I, and she's like, I don't want this. And he's like, I don't care. He's like, but I love it. <laughs> And then, oh, and then that was the thing too, right? Where everyone kneels and she's like, why aren't they standing? And she realizes it's because Arthur's words command them and they cannot their stand. Oaths. Yes. So she is like, she's like, oh shit, she okay, has rise. To them. Yeah. That was fucked. That was fucked and also cool. It was cool. And then, okay. And I was like, then, sorry, Brie, you're king. Deal yeah, with it. You're king. And Hell then yeah. she's, she's like, oh, that's why me and Nick, because of Lancelot. And then I loved this moment where he was like, where, um, where first Cell calls her the king, which I thought was fucking tight. Yeah. Where he's like, you're king. And she was like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm actually like oathed to you. Yeah. Cause he's king's mage. Yeah. And I was like, uh oh, next book. <laughs> now this triangle just got a little spicier. <laughs> and also, Nick is missing. So that's a lot of alone time. Nick is missing. And so you know that they're going to have to like go together to try and find him, you know? And hello, <laughs> they are Arthur and Lancelot. And yeah. betrayal and affairs are in their blood. Classic, 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 classic. Yeah. Like Arthur and Lancelot fucking love each other. They fucking love each other so yeah. much. But then Lancelot yeah. falls in love with Guinevere and they fucking love each other. And that's just how it goes. Yep. Yep. I, this, that story has always made me so sad. <laughs> I know. I don't know why. It just really has always gotten to me, even when I was little or me ever too. since I was little. I was just like, but, but they were all friends. <laughs> I know. And then it got all so Yoko Ono'd. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I I would say read this book. Oh yeah. It was it's so very good. cool. It's very good. It like it really is uh, it takes the chosen one thing and like it it it's triples very down on it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like uh what's it, it called? Like it refreshes that trope a lot. Yeah, it's just really innovative and and surprising and also just like like cool that it yeah. it's like yeah, I, I'm going to take your King Arthur legend and I'm going to make it about like uh, black magic. Yeah. Like, guess yeah. what? King Arthur is a black woman now. And that's yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, it was cool. And it doesn't feel like contrived or didactic or anything. Like all of this feels like very real and like. It's just like a fucking cool story. Really, really fucking good. cool story. Mm-hmm. And also I loved the moments of her. um because she never really had a sense of like family lineage for many reasons. And, and oh, this like King Arthur shit being put onto her line is also kind of like slavery, right? Yeah. Like what slavery did to uh, many African-Americans' like lineages is what this like trade that this mom makes in a moment that she doesn't have any choice Mm-hmm. Like this curse of King Arthur's soul, possibly, well, definitely, yeah, burning through all of these black women mm-hmm. and discarding them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that it's like, another inherited generational trauma, even though yes. it's like, ooh, magic. 
and it's enacted by a white soul. Like that whole thing, like, I don't know. I just felt like this book did a lot of really, like took genre and tropes and all of that stuff. And made something totally original. Made something totally original and tackled things like, you know, grief and generational trauma and, you know, race and uh, And class and gender, all of that stuff. I don't know. I just thought. Oh, and there is a non-binary character. There is. Yeah. Um, And And and, Cell is bisexual. And like a lot of the characters are gay or bisexual or. And they are um, like periphery characters, but well, Cell isn't. Cell's so, the main character. Yeah, but I mean, the, his sexuality is like kind of beside the point. I do wonder though, because this would be interesting if the love triangle. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. Kind of shifts, because, and because we know he's been Nick's in love with him before. Lancelot. And yes, it's the that's Lancelot what I'm saying. Who's betrayed. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my is God. So, Guinevere, time will tell. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> time will tell. Time will tell. I guess we'll see. That's what I'm wondering. That's why I'm freaking out, Lindsay. That's why I'm freaking mm. out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say this is a must read. Yeah. And I, I will be reading the second book. Oh, absolutely. Especially, I mean, because we already know. Oh my God, it's just her and Cell and they're alone and they have to try. Oh my God, where's Nick? (laughs) Where's Nick? I guess what are they going to do while they look for him? (laughs) Let's look in this tunnel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Thank you so much to Kate Kabbalah for sending us these books. Uh, It was was great. We're so glad that we were I was already planning on reading it and um, thank you for saving me the trip. Yeah. Yeah, we loved we loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much to everybody who listens. We really, really appreciate you. And a special thank you to our Patreon supporters, patreon.com slash teen creeps. Um, we have a lot of interesting <laughs> content for you. Don't think about your tone. We have a lot of um how shall I say interesting Well, I just feel content. like a lot of our content is cursed. It's pretty all over the place. <laughs> Because like sometimes we're like we're taking a quiz, and sometimes yeah. we're like we're watching six Lifetime movies, yeah. and sometimes yeah. uh, we're like talking about uh, Army Hammer being a cannibal. Yeah, like it really is like we do what pick we your want poison. Yeah, it's just us, you know, just hanging out, being mm-hmm. weird, and occasionally cursed. Because um, some of the PDTs that we do are like pretty cursed. Oh yeah, and we're we just like what the fuck is this? A month, if you didn't, yeah, you weren't aware. We started doing plays, so that's always <laughs> fun. <laughs> Start doing that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, check that out. And then a very, very special thank you to our Patreon producers who give at the fifteen dollar a month level. Uh, thank you, Aaron Fernandez. Thank you, Adam Halwitz, Amanda Nangle, Ashley Fritz, Brian Petty the Second, Claire Moore, Courtney McPhail, Danielle Lamana, Danny B, Emma, Aaron B. Gabriela Santiago, Gianna Fernandez, Gwendolyn Ludovic, Jeremy Cronk, <gasps> Jessica Smith Harper, Jessica Yu, I keep losing my place, Jonathan Venable, <laughs> Sersha Descaro, Karen Lewis, Kat Miller, Kate Kobala, Katie Lilly, Katie Olsner, Keith Anderson, Kelly Burns, Landry Desmond, Larry N, Laura Hooper, Luke Bartek, Mandalay Wolschlager, Max B, Megan Lozier, Mel Leos, Melody, Micah Eunice, Miguel Camacho, Miranda Hester, Molly Marks, Noah Spargo, Rachel Bessert, 
Rashad Black, Randy Klett, Rebecca Goss, Rogue Kalahua, Sarah Jaggers, Sarah Wallen, Sasha Gibson, Tristan Buckner, Victoria Beck, Victoria Gray, and Victoria Valdez. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, next week, are, is it an Omar ep? Is that next? Let me see. It's Summer of Secrets? No, it's not, Lindsay. You're very wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I'll never try again. No, 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 no. no. It is uh, The Grave by Sea Pike. Oh, hooray. Back to Sea Pike. Yeah. I don't think I've ever read The Grave. Me neither. So that'll be fun. A new one for both of us. Exciting. Um, All right, guys. We'll see you guys next time. Uh, Thank you for listening. Get vaccinated and keep it creepy. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Kelly Nugent, Lindsay Katai, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.